If you practice at the gun range, you practice for one primary reason. So the day you need to be a good shot, you're going to be a good shot. Our Second Amendment ensures that you have the right to keep and bear arms, but the rest is really up to you. And that means practice, 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 practice. It is nothing these days to drop $500 or $1,000 at the gun range. That's insanity. Insanity. You need to be a good shot, but you also need to have ammunition when to come to, uh, come time to uh, actually protect yourself and your family. This is why you need the Mantis X high-tech, easy-to-use system that is used widely now by the military. It helps you improve your shooting quickly. You attach it to your firearm, connect it to an app on your smartphone or your tablet via Bluetooth. Then whenever you're firing actual rounds or even dry fire practicing, it will give you instant feedback on what you're doing. What you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, and how to correct it. 94% of shooters improve within 20 minutes. I'm one of them. Uh, I hadn't shot real bullets for about two years, and I'm better than I was before. Mantis X. America, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Boy, there it's a tale of two cities. One says there was nothing to see with Devin Archer, and the other one says, no, there's something significant to Devin Archer. I want to show you the the two stories, and then we're going to use what I like to call logic, and we're going to search for the truth in 60 seconds. You know, there's good news on the abortion front. Thanks to you, Preborn has rescued over 28,000 babies this year alone. Right now, hundreds of thousands of mothers are waiting for their babies to be born, and thousands upon thousands are taking their very first breath thanks to you. You are having an impact, but that only means we have to fight harder because the left isn't giving up. They're fighting harder, too. For $28, you can help introduce an at-risk baby to their mothers through free ultrasound. That's the cost of buying a dinner. And once a mother sees her baby and hears that little heartbeat, she's twice as likely to choose life. This is how we put our country back in God's favor by saving his children from death. If you have the means, would you consider a leadership gift to save babies in a big way? Your tax-deductible donation of $5,000 will sponsor Preborn's entire network for 24 hours, helping to rescue 200 babies. To donate, dial pound 250. Say the keyword baby. That's pound 250. Or you can donate online securely at preborn.com slash Beck. That's preborn.com slash Beck. Sponsored by Preborn. All right. So let's look at a couple of the stories here. Let's take one from the Washington Examiner. Devin Archer, Hunter Biden's former business partner, testified Monday in an interview that President Joe Biden once attended dinners 
with the younger Biden's business partners, as well as to speak to them over the phone. Jordan, one of the two Republican members present for the testimony, told Washington Examiner in a phone interview that the testimony runs contrary to past claims that Joe Biden has made that he knew nothing about his son's business dealings while he was vice president. I have never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings, Biden has said repeatedly. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre delivered a rephrased version of that comment at a press conference later uh, or earlier uh, last month, saying Joe Biden was never in business with his son. Hmm. At another press conference, he doubled down when confronted about the language change, repeating four times. Nothing has changed since Joe Biden was never in business with his son. What Joe Biden initially told us, how he had no involvement, he wasn't involved, he didn't know. That's just not accurate, Jordan said. Talking to his business partner, we have two dinners with his partners and people that Hunter Biden and Devin Archer are doing business with, one being the wealthiest woman in Russia. The dinners took place in 2014 and 2015, and the first one was attended by Russian billionaire Elena Petrina, now widow of former Moscow mayor. Archer testified of this yesterday. Senate report found that she wired the company affiliated with Hunter Biden and Devin Archer $3.5 million in 2014 through Hunter Biden's access to those funds, though uh, Hunter's access uh, to those funds has been a point of dispute. Representative Dan Goldman, a Democrat from New York, a former Trump impeachment lawyer, emerged from Archer's interview yesterday, revealed that Archer said Hunter put his father on speakerphone with business associates and friends about 20 times over 10 years. Goldman downplayed the revelation, saying Archer said the calls consisted of casual conversation, niceties, the weather, what's going on, and that there wasn't a single conversation about business. Jordan, however, countered the phone conversations and said that they were significant. Remember, Joe Biden said it didn't happen, and it did happen. And I think the number Archer gave us was around 20 times. And it didn't surprise me that Joe Biden didn't get in on the phone and say, hey, we got your message. I'm going to talk to the prosecutor. I'm going to hold up money. Of course, that's not going to happen, Jordan said. What's going to happen is Hunter Biden says, hey, uh, you guys want to say hi to the vice president? Say hello to my dad, vice president. That's what's going to happen. He added, it was uh, all to show the influence and sell the brand that Devin Archer talked about. So that doesn't surprise me at all. Okay, so this is what happened yesterday. According to, uh, this is the examiner. Devin Archer uh, gave testimony to those who believe that Hunter Biden is corrupt. They believe he's corrupt. To those people like the New York Times and the White House who believe he's not corrupt, then uh, they have the wiggle room because he said he didn't know anything. He just talked about the weather on the phone calls. Uh, and, uh, and, it, and, and Hunter Biden was just selling the brand. I'm going to get into that here in a second. Now let me read what the New York Times said. Republicans have accused the president of lying. Democrats say the testimony of Devin Archer, who worked with Hunter Biden, showed that his son was selling the illusion of the access to his father. President Biden met with and spoke to his son, Hunter's international business associates, on a number of occasions over a decade as Hunter Biden sought to drum up consulting deals. 
including while his father was vice president, his former business partner told Congress on Monday. Now, listen to that. Did you hear what they just admitted to? President Biden met with and spoke to his son, Hunter's international business associates on a number of occasions as Hunter sought to drum up consulting deals. However, in nearly five years of closed door testimony to the House Oversight Committee, Devin Archer, the former partner, asserted that the elder Mr. Biden was not party to any of his son's business deals and that Hunter Biden had tried to sell the illusion that he was providing access to his powerful father when he was not. Republicans have claimed repeatedly and so far without proof, according to The New York Times, that the investigations implicate the president in corruption and crimes. Mr. Archer told lawmakers during the session that Hunter Biden had put his father on speakerphone to talk to his business partners about 20 times over a decade, according to both Republicans and Democrats in the room. Representative James Comer, Republican of Kentucky and chairman of the Oversight Committee, said Mr. Archer had testified that Mr. Biden was put on the phone to sell the brand. The phone calls were made during a range of events, including dinner in Paris with a French energy company, another in China with an executive of the investment fund, Mr. Comer said. Democrats said that Mr. Archer had described the conversations in which the elder Mr. Biden participated in as short as and casual about topics like the weather and his interaction as little more than stopping by a dinner or a hotel for a brief handshake or a few pleasantries over the phone. The witness was very, very consistent that none of these conversations ever had to do with any business deals or transactions. Uh, they were purely what he called casual conversations. Representative Jamie Raskin, Maryland, the top Democrat on the panel, said Mr. Archer had testified that Mr. Biden talked about uh, talked to his son frequently after the untimely death of his brother, Beau Biden. In 2015, President Biden was never asked, nor did he take any official actions in relation to Hunter Biden's business interests. Mr. Archer also said he had no knowledge that verified allegations from an anonymous informant that President Biden and Hunter Biden accepted millions of dollars in bribes under cutting a claim trumpeted by the Republicans. Still, Mr. Archer's testimony underscores that Mr. Biden had made false or misleading statements regarding his family members financing. During 2020 presidential debate, Mr. Biden claimed that no one in his family had received money from China when, in fact, Hunter Biden and his business associates took in millions from the Chinese firm. In 2019, Mr. Biden also repeatedly said he had never discussed, never spoken to Hunter about his business dealings. Recently, the White House, uh, the, the spokesperson, has begun speaking less in less declarative terms about the matter saying Mr. Biden was never in business with his son. Ian Sams, a White House spokesperson, this is all according to the New York Times, said Mr. Archer had testified he never heard of President Biden discussing business with his son or his son's associates or doing anything wrong. House Republicans keep promising evidence to support their ridiculous attacks against the president, but time after time, they keep failing to produce any. It has been, this is according to the New York Times, this is not a quote, this is a quote of the Times. It has been long known that the elder Mr. Biden at times interacted with his son's business partners. Mr. Archer, a Yale graduate and former Abercrombie and Fitch model 
whom Hunter Biden described in his book as a self-made, super-motivated former college lacrosse player who had flown all over the world to raise money for his real estate investment firm, work with Hunter Biden on business deals, including in China and Ukraine. Okay, so now let me just go through this with a comb for a second. We're going to do this in 60 seconds. First, relief factor. To save wear and tear on his car, Paul took rides on a bicycle six days a week to work, to the grocery store, pretty much everywhere. What's weirder is he likes it, but he wasn't enjoying it very much when he started developing knee pain uh, a while back. At first, it was just a little, but then shooting and constant. Before you knew it, he was having to use his car pretty much all the time until he heard me talking about relief factor. Now, he started taking relief factor, decided to give it a try. He said within a few days, his knees was start, his knee was starting to feel better. Within a few weeks, he was back to his old self. In fact, he's probably out there riding around on his bike as we speak. The three-week quick start is what he took. It's 1995. It's a trial pack. It's not a drug, so you're not going to dope yourself out. It was developed by doctors, all natural, and about 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800 the number 4 relief. 800 the number 4 relief. 1995 3 week quick start. Get it now at 800 4 relief. relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. 10 seconds station ID. Okay, I'm going to take a uh, CNN published report and go through this. CNN uh, published a report stating that Archer had testified that Hunter Biden had been selling the illusion of access to his father. A source familiar with the closed door meeting also claimed that Archer did not provide evidence connecting Biden to his son's overseas business dealings. Now, Hunter put his father on a speakerphone during meetings with business associates, and it was part of the daily conversations between father and son, adding that the witness was very consistent that none of those conversations had anything to do with business dealings or transactions. Now, I just told you that the New York Times printed, it has been long known that the elder Mr. Biden at times interacted with his son's business partners. Well, if that is so, why didn't the New York Times correct the president on that misrecollection? Or as I like to call it, the lie. Why did they print over and over that he didn't even know what his son did for a living and they never discussed anything with his business and business partners? Because they knew they knew the truth. Everybody has known the truth. You, even the most ardent, even Joe Biden's wife knows the truth. But why deny Joe Biden's reality? Save it. Buy time. Muddy the waters. This is what you do when you're a corrupt media and you're covering tracks. Now, Goldman said it was kind of preposterous to think that a father should not say hello to the people that a son is at dinner with and that it is literally all the evidence they have. So again, why did the New York Times not say that early or ever? 
Why didn't the president say that early or ever? Why let the lacrosse underwear model spill all of those beans at an apex of the story? The Democrat said that Biden's phone conversations were not conflicts of interest because it was not done in the furtherance of his son's business interests. Now, when or which one are we talking about here? Are we talking about a crime that Joe Biden committed or one that Hunter committed? Because you're using Joe Biden as a reason to say nothing happened here when something did happen with Hunter Biden. So let's just say he didn't know about his son, didn't know what he did for a living. Well, except now we find out he did know. He never spoke to his son about business or any of his associates, but now we know he did. And it's not just, uh, you know, in any corruption sort of way. He spoke to any business people with Hunter, Hunter that was involved with. He said we didn't talk to any of them, except now we find out those who visited the White House, a Russian oligarch that was removed from the do not enter the U.S. list, who Hunter received about three and a half million dollars from and Joe had dinner with. And, of course, the uh, Paris partner and the, chi- uh, the Chinese partner of Hunter's gigantic deal with China that paid him millions of dollars. And the Chinese guy that Joe Biden had dinner with, uh, of course, he wanted his daughter in a U.S. college. So dad wrote spontaneously a letter of recommendation after the meeting with him and the meeting with Hunter, where they only talked about the weather. That is weird. Then CNN reports Joe Biden was the brand that his son sold around the world to enrich the Biden family. He said that the value of adding Hunter Biden to the board of Ukrainian energy company Burisma was the brand. Now, the brand was revealed to be Joe Biden. Archer stated Burisma would have gone out of business if the brand, a.k.a. Joe Biden, had not been attached to it. My question here is why? What did the brand do to keep Burisma in business while serving as vice president biden bragged about withholding billions of dollars from the ukrainian uh, government until such time as they fired the prosecutor victor shokin who had been looking into the energy company burisma on whose board hunter sat archer testified the reason hunter was on the board was for the brand meaning joe biden so they called joe biden the brand Archer testified that Hunter Biden would put Joe Biden on the phone, speakerphone usually, during business meetings. Archer testified to having been involved in more than 20 such calls and meetings. Archer testified that in December 2015, the Burisma owner and Burisma executive placed constant pressure on Hunter Biden to get aid from Washington, D.C. in regards to Victor Shokin's investigation in corruption with Burisma. So what did the brand do? I mean, what is this brand they're selling? Is Joe Biden an oil expert? Was Hunter? Was Archer the model and lacrosse player? 
So the hair sniffer, crack smoker, and underwear model was the brand that saved Burisma. How? Well, we know that now we know the vice president of the United States, Joe Biden, which is Joe is not the brand. The office of the vice presidency is the brand. Apparently, we're expected to believe after having a casual call with the board of Burisma, where they were just talking about the weather at this emergency meeting. Where Hunter only spoke about the love of his family and his dad and the weather. Then he went to Ukraine and held up at least a billion dollar loan to Ukraine. Unless they fired Shokin, who was the reason for that emergency meeting where Joe Biden only discussed the weather. He then traveled, held back billions of dollars from the United States told the government, unless you fire this prosecutor, you don't get any of the money. And I've already talked to Joe, uh, to uh, Barack Obama about it. This is the full force of the vice president and the president of the United States. Is this, are we expected to believe this is an illusion? Are we, because that's what they called it, an illusion. Was this a lucky break that the week after a meeting where in Devin Archer's own words would shut Burisma down if Shokin wasn't fired? We're supposed to believe that this isn't the corruption you're looking for. This isn't the selling of the American people and the office of the vice president or president that you're looking for. It's a Jedi trick. It's a mind trick. It's an illusion. How is so? I'm trying to get my arms around who believes that an emergency meeting is called in Dubai. Hunter Biden is there. He calls his dad during the meeting where they're worried the company is going to burn down. And he puts dad on during this meeting, doesn't discuss why they're meeting, and just says, Dad, how's the weather in Washington? And then a week later, coincidentally, he gets the prosecutor the fired. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. It's not possible. None of that is possible. Everybody is feeling the bite of inflation these days, and one of the worst places you can feel it is when you're making that monthly credit card payment. Just how much interest are you paying versus the principal right now? Could you find a way to not be doing that and save money? Well, this isn't right for everybody, but I want you to look into it. Maybe it's time to use the power of your home's mortgage to put you back into control. American Financing is a family-owned mortgage company that's in it for you, and they're saving people just like you an average of $700 a month. Please, let them do a free mortgage review for you today, and they can show you all of the ways you could be saving and how much you could be saving. Plus, you could end up being able to delay up to two mortgage payments and close in as little as 10 days. It's AmericanFinancing.net. 
AmericanFinancing.net, 800-906-2440. Call them now, 800-906-2440. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off Blaze TV. We welcome to the program Mr. Stu Brigier, our executive producer and best friend for I don't know how, how long, uh, Pat Gray. And uh, welcome to the program, Pat and Stu. So good to be here. Mm. We Don't you agree, yeah. Stu? Mm. So was. good to be here. Just thinking about oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Glad you mentioned mm. it. So anyway, nice. uh, the, <laughs> the idea that, I mean, my son started his coaching job at a uh, university yesterday. I spent all day just texting him, hey, how's it going? What's happening? And he would text back, can't talk. Then the next tech was really super busy. Mm. Call you later. Crazy stuff. Okay? The Mm -hmm. whole thing. He never once picked up the phone. He never once went into a long dissertation of what he was doing or anything else. And he certainly didn't say, how, by the way, how was the weather at the ranch? Now, you are expected <laughs> to believe that Hunter Biden, in 20 high-level meetings about his job, was selling the illusion of, of his dad helping people out. Mm. But Joe Biden didn't know anything about it. And that during the Burisma meeting... Uh, Hunter Biden is having this emergency meeting where they are discussing the end of the company unless your dad does something to save us, get them to fire Shokin. They're having that meeting, and we are now supposed to believe that Hunter called his dad in the meeting, in the middle of that meeting, and said, hey, dad. Uh, I just wanted to check, see how you were doing. I'm here in a meeting with a bunch of great guys. Uh, just, just say hello. Well, hello. Yeah. So how's the weather in Washington, Dad? It's pretty good. And then hangs up the phone. <laughs> we're expected uh-huh. to believe that? Wouldn't the people that bought into the, quote, illusion be a little pissed going, hey, we've already heard about the weather at the last meeting. Are you going to ask your dad about any of this? Oh, well, yeah, of course I will. Just not now. Oh, okay. Well, then his son is in violation of the foreign uh, agent laws. He is representing a foreign country. And if his dad doesn't know, he sold the illusion that his dad would help. But Pat, help me out, uh, because his dad did do that a week later. Yeah, I, uh, this is a little-known fact about Joe Biden. He has always wanted to be a meteorologist, mm. and he loves... <laughs> Didn't know that. And Hunter knows this, and so he gives him the opportunity to share weather forecasts when he meets with his huh. business partners. Oh. And I think so, most so of the time... Just, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. He didn't just talk about the weather. He like did he talk about low pressure systems and things from time to time? Mm. Yeah, and barometric pressure. Huh. He once told one wow. of these guys that the barometric pressure was two nine point three zero and rising 
Wow. Yeah. Really? Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. Hmm. But then he hung up. So it was a, l- <laughs> it was a little more complex, but only in a legal sort of yes. way. Yes. Oh, and only okay. in a weather sort a of weather. way. A weather. Yeah. Meteorological huh. sort of way, if you will. And, and I think huh. you will. Well, it wouldn't, you know, I, this is just me being a skeptic here, but mm-hmm. let me just throw this out for just a moment. All right. Let's say you wanted to have multi-million dollar business dealings with your drug addicted son with overseas uh, companies, mm-hmm. and you didn't want to necessarily create a trail of witnesses uh, and let's say maybe <laughs> recordings of you talking about that. Uh, sure. How sure. would you execute a philosophy, a strategy that might accomplish that goal? Let me just throw one out there. You're at well, the meeting, okay. and with the other, I, Pat mm-hmm. and I are are are, are talking about a, a very important radio uh, deal that we're we're thinking about discussing. And I say to Pat, "Hey, Pat, uh, you know what? Just so you know, I mean, I happen to have a close contact with the one, the only Radio Hall of Famer." Uh, Glenn Beck and I can I mean I can get him on the phone right now whatever you know look I, I you know I, I can get him on the phone right now what, what, what do we get him on the phone right now I'll ask yeah. him about the weather why don't you ring hey Glenn what's the weather there at the ranch <laughs> what yeah yeah what's the weather what like are you guys there? doing yeah <laughs> now uh, it's if nice were, if you, now here's mm-hmm. if I were involved right I would tell you about the weather and then I would say Hey, uh, you know, if there's any problems, I just want you to know on the record, I would be very disappointed if if anything was given to me about your problems. Uh, you know, I, I certainly couldn't participate in any of that stuff. What What is it you guys are struggling with? <laughs> yeah, I can't help you at all. And uh, the American people would be very disappointed if they ever heard that I was involved in anything like that. So I definitely will not be involved. Right. I mean, everyone would know this is exactly how you do it, right? He, We would not put yes. Glenn on the line in this conversation to say something overtly helpful or to say something that would get him in trouble, but just the showing that I can get him on the phone whenever I want is the brand that they're talking about here. This is what we're selling. Mm-hmm. We're selling, hey, we have Try access this. to this, and you might not be able to get this exactly from him in a contract, like in a normal business arrangement, because that would get everybody in trouble, but I'm going to be talking to my dad, and I'm going to talk to him about it behind the scenes, and he's going to agree uh, with it, and let me just show you that I can get him on the phone whenever I want to prove to you this is real. Mm-hmm. Now, we know, we know from multiple people that have had access to uh, Burisma dealings, we know that Hunter was being pressured like crazy to get his dad to do something. So is it that unreasonable? Let me ask you this. Is it more reasonable that Hunter, out of the blue, called his dad and they talked about the weather and nothing else? Or is it more reasonable? They're like, you, you've got to call father now. When are you going to put up? We have paid you millions of dollars. Very are Ukrainians. You might like to take a leap off of top of building soon. And he says, look, I can't talk to my dad right now, but I will talk to him tonight. You'll say this every time. Hang on just a second. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> dad. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, um, how you doing? Uh, that's great. You tell an amazing story. Hey, listen, I'm in the middle of something right now uh, for business, and I don't want to talk to you about it, but 
are you going to be around tonight? I just, I just need a few minutes of your time on an unrelated thing. I think he just said yes. Click. Mm-hmm. That's more reasonable mm-hmm. than anything that they're saying that he just called just out of the blue. Now, they can't prove at this point that Joe Biden uh, said anything on the phone call or was involved. But you to believe that you have to dismiss two things that we know absolutely positively are true. He was on the phone talking about the weather at that emergency meeting in Dubai with all of the heads of Burisma, where they were talking about the end of the company unless Victor Shokin was fired. And then, in a coincidence, Joe Biden comes to Ukraine a week later and gets Shokin fired by using the power of the presidency and the vice presidency. Now, maybe Mm -hmm. you believe that to be a coincidence. I don't believe in coincidence. Now, if it's just that coincidence and nothing else happened, okay. But we also have a dinner in China where the Chinese guy who gave more access to more money and partnered. The Chinese government partnered with Joe Biden's son after they just started their investment firm. Remember, it's the crack addict and the son uh, of John Kerry, and the other partner is an Abercrombie Fitch underwear model, okay? Well, he was also a lacrosse player. The Chinese government, out of the blue, give them more access and more backing, financial backing, than anyone, Goldman Sachs, Citibank, Bank of America. And we're supposed to believe that Joe Biden went to a dinner meeting with all of those people, and didn't discuss anything, nothing. Then we're supposed to believe that a a oligarch that was not allowed to be in the United States was hired uh, uh, Hunter to get that reversed, and Hunter Biden, in his crack-addled hooker syphilis mind, somehow or another got her off the do not enter list and then she came to uh the united states and had dinner with dad after a 3.4 million dollar check was written but they only (laughs) talked about the weather uh yep and that's so much more evidence that you just mentioned in a couple minutes than they had in five years of investigating donald trump for russian collusion I mean, they had absolutely nothing on him. There was nothing to get. And you've got all of this stuff piling up uh, with the Biden crime family. And still, the Republicans are sitting on their hands in, in, the, in the House of Representatives. Get this guy impeached. It's time for him to go. It's time for it, him it to really go. It really is amazing. I mean, his defense at this point is basically, well... Okay, my son, who you all know is a drug addict and you know had all sorts of problems, was was selling um, my name without my knowledge, and mm. they ha- now it's important to note that he hasn't actually said that. The, yeah, first of all, it's a crime uh, for Hunter, mm-hmm. but secondly, they haven't mm-hmm. actually said that. Like the media has filled in the blanks mm-hmm. for the president on this, and what the media has done is say, well, oh, they were just selling the illusion of influence. Okay, like. 
Now, back off from everything else we know about this guy and everything else we've known over the past few years. There's a plausible situation here where a drug-addicted kid could be doing this, right? Like, it is theoretically possible in a circumstance where the president or the vice president at the time would not know about this and their crazy son was doing this on, uh, you know, without his knowledge. That's possible. But number one, if it were true... Someone in the media needs to get the the Biden, uh, Joe Biden, on the record saying it's true. Put him on record saying, yes, my son was committing this crime, as we all know now, Mm -hmm. and number one. And number two, I had no knowledge of it. Because then we can start chipping away at that lie. Because this has to go step by step by step. If we do not get them on record with these defenses, they have this, like, generic denial shoulder shrug thing they're doing. And no one in the media ever follows up on it. What they do instead is insert their own excuses for things he's not even saying. Yeah. Like, he needs to be put on the record. If this is what happened, if this WhatsApp message, which said, hey, you know, I'm here with my dad right now. If that's a lie, then say it's a lie. They haven't even said, they haven't even confirmed or denied that it's real. No one has, I mean, a couple people have asked about it, but they have not gotten an answer on it. How are they not swarming them every day to get this answer? Put him on record to say, yes, my son did this. I know I said he did nothing wrong for years and years and years. I was wrong. I didn't have the knowledge about this situation. He was lying to me too. And then we'll have that locked down and we can chip away at that. But the, the way this is working right now is we make all these accusations. No one ever says that they're untrue. And they just float out there forever because the media never picks up on any of it. It's really frustrating. But all this stuff is out there. And I mean, we've shown this for years and years. I know, Glenn, you've done shows, show after show after show, special after special after special on this. And it, it never gets anywhere because the media seems so uninterested because they don't want Donald Trump to be the president. Well, that's not their job. They're supposed to be able to actually be journalists, and they don't seem to be interested in that at all. 30 seconds, Pat. Anything else? Last word? No, I think that uh, I think that pretty well summed it up. Um, I, let's just start the impeachment process now. <laughs> I mean, are, are Republicans going to do anything about this? I mean, every once in a while they come out well, and, they, don't and they do have a press conference. That's about it. I know. But you don't need the Senate to do the impeachment process. You don't need that. No, At, at to least impeach him. him and let's but, see what happens. Yeah, it sh- he should at least be impeached. Uh, and his son should go to jail. Yes. I'm, I'm hoping that yes. the judge that had that sweetheart deal proposed to her says, mm, you know, there's some really interesting things going on here. Absolutely not. No matter what mm-hmm. you say, no. But it'll be interesting to see if she caves. Back in just a minute, our sponsor is MyPillow. They've been around now for 20 years, which is crazy to me. You've helped make this company into a huge, huge company. And the reason is a lot of people, including me, say it's the best pillow that they've ever slept on. I sleep on it every night. Now, that is not the only amazing product they make. I am am wearing my slippers right now the my slippers are absolutely the best they are so comfortable uh and they don't necessarily look like slippers so you can wear them everywhere uh they make bath towels a whole lot more right now they are giving a uh giving you a free gift valued at twenty dollars no purchases necessary just go over to mypillow.com you'll see the offer right on the main page when you're there don't forget check out all of the deep discounts they have on some of their most loved products my pillow turning 20 and they want to celebrate with you 
To access the discounts, just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and then use the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117. Remember, check out the free gift as well, valued at 20 bucks. No purchase is necessary. It's MyPillow.com, 800-966-3117, promo code BECK. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. A lot of the time, criminals are completely predictable. Um, that's because the overwhelming majority of them are dumb. Uh, however, uh, that's not as true when you're talking about cybercrime. They, they seem to be able to figure out all sorts of new scams every single day. They always a, seem to be a step ahead of everybody. Uh, they can, of course, do this with your home's title. And this has been probably the know, maybe the single largest problem uh, when it comes to uh, threats to your home and the, in your home's title and mortgage. Because if they can get their name on your home's title... They can sell the home right out from under you. They can, uh, I mean, you might not even know that it's happening. And they can, you know, find all of this information. They can forge these documents. They can take out loans against your equity. They can sell the home out from under you. All these things are real possibilities. You need to be able to stop this. Of course, that's why Home Title Lock exists. Home Title Lock can prevent these sorts of things uh, and alert you if anything is going on. They watch your title for you so you don't have to sit there and I don't know, refresh some computer screen. Is my title still in my name? No one's going to do that. Home Title Lock does it for you. The instant they detect any activity or tampering, they help shut it down fast. First things first, you need to verify that you aren't already the victim of home title fraud. You can do that at uh, HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code BECK, HomeTitleLock.com. The promo code is BECK. And when you sign up, you'll get 30 risk-free days of protection for free. Do this now, HomeTitleLock.com. The promo code is BECK. So uh, Jeffrey Epstein, uh, you know, had a, had a lot of uh, good friends, probably in his book. Reed Hoffman uh, probably is one of them. He was tied, allegedly, to Jeffrey Epstein. He just gave uh, several million to Never Trump Political Action Committee, um, which is, you know, really great. By the way, can I just ask, where is Jeffrey Epstein's client list right now? Do we even know who has possession of it? I mean... Is it next to the Ark in the warehouse, or is it in the DOJ safe, or is the most powerful person in the world holding on to it for safekeeping? I mean, you know, I haven't seen it. I'm just curious where it is, and if it wasn't something like Jim Jordan should have the right to know where that is. And while we're at it, the manifesto of the trans shooter, did that ever get turned over to the families? Remember the lawyers for the parents said the paperwork turning it over would be done next week? That was six uh, six weeks ago. Did did anybody get that manifesto, or is it with Epstein's the client list? Program. So when's the last time you checked your home title? Uh, probably never, because no one would ever do that. No one would ever spend time doing that. It would be insane to do that. Uh, that's why Home Title Lock exists. They check your home's title. They make sure your home's title is protected. Um, we've seen you know homeowners who have gone through this process, uh, even to the point of. Uh, one homeowner who saw a bulldozer demolishing her home when she came back. Uh, this, of course, was not the fault of the new homeowner uh, who thought they had bought the home legally, uh, but didn't know that actually the home had been stolen. The home title had been stolen. Uh, this is, you know, a terrible, terrible uh, crime, and it is affecting so many people across the country, but not people who have home title lock, not people like me. I am privileged. 
That's right, privileged to have Home Title Lock protecting me. And you can be too, uh, very easily. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. Uh, go there and get the uh, shield put around your home that Home Title Lock for, uh, for, uh, can give to you right now. HomeTitleLock.com. The code is BECK. If you go there, you get 30 risk-free days of protection. And you'll find out if you've already lost your home's title. HomeTitleLock.com. The code is BECK. HomeTitleLock.com. The code is BECK. The radio show starts here in just a few seconds. Everybody, I've got good news. The Democrats are pushing the president to sign an executive order declaring a state of emergency due to the hot summer and global warming. Yay! Oh, it's going to be so great. I certainly hope it happens because what could possibly go wrong when the executive seizes emergency powers? I've not seen that in any weird, creepy, scary, end-of-the-world movies. Uh-uh. We're going to go into that with Carol Roth and so much more in 60 seconds. Listen, when the chips are down and you're, you and your family are dealing with some sort of disaster or an emergency, whether it's man-made, an executive order, or natural, like nuclear weapons, you know, uh... You don't want to be desperate in figuring out what you're going to do to protect your family. You need to be prepared for any emergency that might threaten you and your family. And that means having emergency food set aside. Right now, My Patriot Supply is offering a huge discount on their best-selling three-month emergency food kit. For a limited time, you're going to save 25% per kit that you order. That's the biggest discount they offer. But it doesn't come along every day, and it won't last for long. So do yourself a favor and save a ton of money while you're doing it. These kits include breakfast, lunch, dinners, and so much more. They provide over 2,000 calories every day. Get one kit per person in your family. Get a 25% discount now before the offer expires. You'll get fast and free shipping. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. You will not regret it. MyPatriotSupply.com. Oh, man, I just love this. So President Joe Biden's regulatory agenda has proven to be even more costly than that of former President Barack Obama through the first 30 months of their respective presidencies. Now, this was just put together by the American Action Forum, and Biden's uh, regulatory state has implemented 620 final rules totaling an estimated $395.5 billion in cost to you and $232.4 million in paperwork hours. That's great. Now, that's just through two and a half. 
two and a half years. Now, Obama had issued 926 final rules, which led to two point. Uh, I'm sorry, two hundred and twenty two point four billion and one hundred and forty five million hours of paperwork. But he's he wants to go further. And what they're looking at now, what they're looking at uh, is, you know, the 19 billion dollars in total cost and the 4.4 million in annual paperwork hours that he issued just last week, not far enough. Congress is saying, hey, maybe we should have a declared emergency because it's hot outside. Okay, all right, okay. Uh, Probably not the best idea. But we are joined now by Carol Roth, who has this and so many other things. They're all related uh, and all related to her new book, You Will Own Nothing, which is a New York Times bestseller. By the way, New York Times bestseller, her first week out, uh, her book beat mine on the New York Times bestseller list, New York Times bestseller list, of course, by one. But both of us were just shy of the top ten. Which is so weird because we're the number one and number two or number two and number three book uh, in America, but can't seem to make it to the top 10. Do you know why? Because all of the bookstores and the airports and everything else where you go to buy a book, they put out front the top 10 best-selling books, according to the New York Times, the airports order the top 10 books of the country. So this way... Gosh darn it, they just ah, they just don't have to order those two books, and they want to really badly. Carol, welcome to the program. Glenn, first of all, thank you for, for all your help in uh, making the book a New York Times bestseller. But it was so clear that they didn't even want to put it on the list. If you look at the description oh, yeah. of my book, somebody said it looked like AI wrote it. It was like a person wrote some stuff about things. That literally was like oh the description gosh. of the book. Wow. <laughs> that they wow. even put it on all together. But you're right. Your book yeah, I know. smashed it two weeks in a row and should have been at the top of the New York Times bestseller list. Uh, so, Carol, congratulations on the success of this. But I want to talk to you about a couple of things. Today, I'm seeing the news come out that the president is, is holding back. He doesn't want to. Uh, but he may be forced by the members of Congress to issue an emergency declaration, which would inf- it, which would affect air travel, car travel, and every aspect of your life. Um, I remember the last time we uh, had a president declare a state of an emergency, and it wasn't good. What are your thoughts yeah. on this? Yeah, I was going to say, I've, I've seen the original movie, and I'm not very interested in the sequel. Uh, I'm very excited that they have all discovered summer. I personally am very happy that we have fossil fuels that can power things like air conditioning and refrigeration so that when the temperature changes, as it always has done throughout you know, all of time, that we can deal with it if it becomes too hot or too cold. That's you know, this, this neat technology and these wonderful fossil 
fossil fuels that improve our lives and human flourishing. Um, but they love an emergency because an emergency allows for central planning and an exercise of power. It allows them to shape the economy. It allows them to pick winners and losers. It allows them to take people who are socially unacceptable and remove their economic opportunities and remove their freedoms. It allows them to control what's being said on social media. That was so delicious. They did not want COVID to end. COVID only ended because a bunch of us stood up and said, we're done. And you had that one judge who said no more mask mandates on planes, which I was reliably told we were all going to die after that happened. And, you know, we're still here. And once that happened, that was you know, sort of the symbolic end to it. And they said, OK, you know, we can't do this anymore. But wow, if we could just concoct another emergency that would give us the opportunity to control these things, which, by the way, is what this climate catastrophization is all about. You know, it's this existential threat where nobody's actually acting like an emergency. But we need to tell people that the future of the Earth is at stake, just like happened back in War of the Worlds. So there are there are some amazing things that are are happening. Um, let me go to John Kerry, the audio of John Kerry talking about limiting the food supply. We played this yesterday. I want to play it again today for for you, because they even talk about how a climate emergency would give the president access to all of the agricultural bills in the United States bypass Congress and become very draconian on agriculture. Here's John Kerry. Agriculture contributes about 33% of all the emissions of the world, uh, depending a little bit on how you count it, but it's anywhere from 26 to 33. And we can't get to net zero. We don't get this job done unless agriculture this front and center is part of the solution. But with a growing population on the planet, we just crossed the threshold of 8 billion fellow citizens around the world. We just crossed that in this last year. Emissions from the food system alone are projected to cause another half a degree of warming by mid-century on the current course that we are today. A two degree future could result in an additional 600 million people not getting enough to eat. And you just can't continue to both warm the planet while also expecting to feed it. (laughs) Carol, what's that mean to you? Yeah, I mean, so I don't know whether to to laugh or to cry. You know, obviously, this is so incredibly nefarious. They're wanting to interfere with the food system. But listen to what he just said. He said, people are going to starve, so we have to get rid of agriculture. What? (laughs) Like, on what planet does he think that sentence makes any sense? Um, but this is part well, of their you know, I, to be fair. Hang on just a sec. To be fair, he's not saying let's get rid of it. He's just saying let's redesign it from seed to fork. And I have not seen, you know, it's one thing when somebody comes out with an electric car that works, can power itself, is wonderful. Like Tesla, they sell. 
when it's jammed down people's throats and like for Ford, not knowing what they're really doing, just being forced to do it, it doesn't sell. You know, you invent a better mousetrap and people will flock to it. But they don't invent new mousetraps. They don't have the new mousetrap. They keep promising a new mousetrap, but it doesn't show up. And we're doing that with energy. And now, terrifyingly, we are doing it to food as well. Stop what yeah. you're doing, and then we'll tell you what we are going to do. Yeah, no, I think this is an intentional messing with things that work for their own gain. One of the things that I researched, and you will own nothing, is something that came out of the World Economic Forum rabbit hole. It was called the Food Action Alliance. And basically, mm-hmm. they said they want to bring together the international community to tackle an urgent historic challenge to reshape the way we think, produce, and consume food, which, by the way, has been working really, really well until all of these lunatics started getting involved. So this is something that they've been on. This is um, that Food Action Alliance they had put in place with Mark Ruda, who was the former prime minister um, at the time of the Netherlands. He's since been removed. But the Netherlands is the second largest food exporter in the world behind the United States. So they're certainly going after the places where there's meaningful food supply, which is working quite well, and then all of a sudden claiming under the guise of climate or, you know, whatever hysteria they're coming up with, that they need to tackle some sort of an urgent problem that doesn't exist. And so that's very frightening to me that they're coming, trying to come up with these solutions to problems that don't exist, which, which means that they're reshaping this in order to maintain their wealth and power. And we know throughout history, Glenn, when this happens, when you have the central planning around food, that people end up starving because you cannot replicate that the way that the free market does. And a lot of times it's not even the growth of food. It's just the the getting it to where it needs to go. Um, but, But we need to keep these people out of it. And, by the way, we need to focus on the decentralization of farming and farmland because that's the other big issue is that you have a lot of these elite, wealthy, well-connected university endowments and the like that are buying up productive land, including farmland, including ranches, including vineyards with water rights and the like. And, you know, the mega millions are tonight over a billion dollars. I have stated that if I were to win that, the number one thing I'm doing is helping farmers stay independent because I think it's going to be that much of an urgent situation. Oh, big time, big time. I mean, when I heard them talking about a national emergency for climate change, I have to tell you that that affects they can do anything. Stay in your home. You yeah. are required to keep your heat or your air conditioning, uh, you know, at 80 degrees. Uh, I mean, th- they can do absolutely anything they want with an emergency. And, and, and Congress really can't do anything about it. Um, this is a little terrifying when you see the power that they are grabbing onto, what their plan is to you know, give us new green energy, but we don't have the new green energy. 
and so what they're doing is just shutting all of our energy down. We don't have the new way. I mean, prove it. Show it in a country. Show it in farmland that is not doing well, that's not producing half of the food for America. Show me this new system, put it in place, and the world will beat a, a path to your door. But they don't want to do that because they don't have anything, because this is truly about control. Yesterday, they, they also, I played something. Go ahead. I would say they also want to play God here. I mean, the, the food that they're talking about replacing is from the earth. It's from Mother Nature. It's the way that God intends it. They want you to, to have fake meat and things that they grow in a factory that has Lord knows what and say, oh, no, you know, we got you. We've come up with this slop that is going to replace this. Don't worry about it. So they may actually come up with a solution and say this is the solution, but, you know, I want to eat the food that comes from the earth, not the one that comes from Bill Gates's laboratory. Okay, back in just a second with Carol Roth. First, let me tell you about Relief Factor. Um, out behind a small rural church somewhere in the, the state of Nebraska, 84-year-old Betty used to spend a lot of time tending to a little garden to raise money at the farmer's market. That brought her a lot of joy for years until it came to an abrupt end just a while back. She had pain in her fingers, and it got too bad to deal with it. Well, thankfully, Betty heard about Relief Factor, and she decided, well, I have to lose. So Betty started taking it. She took the three-week quick start. she get out of pain? Well, I'll tell you what. If you happen to drive by a certain small church in rural Nebraska someday, ask for some of Betty's tomatoes. I hear they're the best around. Three-week quick start. 1995. Trial pack. Not a drug. Developed by doctors, so it's not going to whack you out. Hundreds of thousands of people order it, and they try it, and 70% of them go on to order more. ReliefFactor.com, 800-4-RELIEF, 800-4-RELIEF, ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. 10 seconds, station ID. Let me, uh, let me play something we played again yesterday. Uh, this is what you hear on the phone if somebody with bad social credit score or somebody who just has a bad credit score and you're urged either to not talk to them or to talk to them, risk your own score uh, and convince them to pay their bills or change their ways. Listen to this audio. This is from a Chinese phone when somebody with a lower score than yours calls you. Carol, this people don't think that this kind of stuff is coming, but this is exactly what's coming. I mean, I would offer that in many ways it's already here. I mean, think about what happened during COVID. Maybe it wasn't an alarm, but you couldn't participate in society if you, you know, weren't willing to take a vaccine or if you, you know, weren't wearing a mask. You couldn't go around your relatives. Your relatives were told to shun you for Thanksgiving and for Christmas. 
They took away jobs. They shut down businesses. So, you know, it, it, it sounds a little bit um, you know, more nefarious when you have the, the alarm bell going off. But we have a, a much softer version of that with very similar consequences. It's not formalized, you know, something that I did a lot of research on for you all or nothing is, you know, all this formalization that goes on in the, the Chinese system of what creates a, a blacklist mark and what creates a red list mark. Um, but we're seeing that already. We're seeing that via cancel culture. We're seeing that via the government colluding with social media platforms to keep uh, ideas and people off of those platforms around the world. Um, people are now seeing access caught, cut off to their bank accounts because of wrong think. So, you know, we're, we don't have the alarm system yet, but we're just a stone's throw away from this. And this is impacting, you know, not just our freedom of speech, but economic opportunities. It goes after your social standing and says, you know, this is a person that you shouldn't be dealing with and giving them opportunities. It goes after your job and it's gone after actual assets. So we are on this march. We have the technology to be able to do it at scale. And the government has proven through COVID and through the behavior of, you know, like half the population, Glenn, that people are willing to turn on their fellow citizens to support a narrative, whether it's based on, you know, science and fact or whether it's just based on this is the, the, the right think of the day to, to turn in people who aren't complying. So we are dangerously close to that. And what scares me even more is to the extent that they put in place a central bank digital currency, then they have another mechanism to enforce it through control over the money. And this is all very much tied together as we kind of march towards the, the dark future that you talk about in your book. Yeah, thank you, Carol. Um, I tell you, the uh, I'm going to have you back on to talk a little bit more about CB, uh, CBDCs. Because a lot of people don't understand what they are. It is the number one concern. I know you took an informal survey on a whole bunch of different platforms. What are you worried most about? And CBDC was the number one thing. And you talk about it in your book, uh, You Will Own Nothing. I talk about it in mine in Dark Future. They're great companion books. Uh, Make sure you grab them wherever books are sold. You Will Own Nothing and Dark Future. Carol will talk to you again about CBDCs next time. Thank you so much. Carol Roth, the author of You Will Own Nothing. Make sure you uh, buy both. They cover the kind of the same ground but in different ways. And both have very different solutions in them as well. Carol Roth, You Will Own Nothing and Glenn Glenn Beck, Beck, Dark Future. Well, that's me. All right. So let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's blinds.com. Here's something you've probably not heard of. I'm not sure I have a cyber summer sale now through August 8th. You're going to get 40% off everything, including doorbuster deals. When you go to blinds.com blinds.com knows that summer is the best time for home improvement and they've got everything you could possibly need roman and shoulder uh, solar shades roller shades shutters curtains anything anything plus the kitchen sink you're going to get that probably someplace else but everything for your windows you can get at blinds.com they even have outdoor shades to make your deck or patio cooler blackout shades that'll keep that electric bill from getting up so high 
blinds.com talk to an expert today they'll ship samples directly to you it's easy it's fast it's free so go to blinds.com right now shop and save big at the blinds.com's cyber summer sale now through august 8th by the way it's august 1st first today get 40 percent off site-wide plus doorbusters save 40 percent only at blinds.com blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply you Will Own Nothing by Carol Roth, Dark Future by Glenn Beck, both available now. Get them wherever you get your books. Local and federal authorities spent months investigating a warehouse in Fresno County, California, that they suspect was home to an illegal, unlicensed laboratory full of lab mice, medical waste, hazardous materials, uh, and uh, also um, biological and chemical contents. Now, why haven't we heard about this? Well, because it was... Uh, from a white supremacist group that happened to be doing God only knows what in this and Fresno County Health Department been evaluating and assessing the activities in this unlicensed laboratory uh, and the federal government is involved and they have been involved from the beginning. It started in, uh, I believe it was March. Now, Stu, does this surprise you that we haven't heard about this and the white supremacist ties to it yeah you'd think of, of this would be all over the news if it was a white supremacist group that was doing something like this be uh yeah. top, top of every broadcast yeah it would be and we wouldn't have to wait months but we have waited months because it's not a white supremacist it's an illegal chinese laboratory uh we don't know what they were doing uh certain rooms of the warehouse were found to contain several vessels of liquid and various apparatus uh they observed blood tissue and other bodily fluid samples and serums thousands of vials of unlabeled fluids and suspected biological material hundreds of mice at the warehouse were kept in inhumane conditions uh, the officials had to euthanize 773 of them. The 175 were dead. Uh, they detected at least 20 potentially infectious agents, including coronavirus, HIV, hepatitis and herpes. Now, why was this Chinese company doing this? And why don't we know about it immediately? I contend because our government has been um, sold into slavery by the Chinese. You don't dare say anything about the Chinese. By the way, uh, the Border um, uh, Patrol has released, uh, according to their numbers, 900% surge in encounters with migrants from the communist regime. Two busloads of Chinese were released to a non-governmental organization in Brownsville. You know, they have to appear in court, and I'm sure they're going to do that. A 900%. So why are these Chinese people, and if you're watching The Blaze, these are the people that were in this lab, 
obviously all Chinese. They said uh, they gave names of people that they report to. They were bogus names, and the rest of them were in China. But that's all we know. Well, unless you're a, a viewer of my TV show, I did a show back in February called Cold War with China, the playbook to take down the U.S. exposed. And on that show, I showed you a book written by two members of the Chinese Communist military back in 1999. It's called Unrestricted Warfare, and I highly recommend that you pick up a copy of it. It was written in the aftermath of the first Gulf War. The speed, lethality, lethality, and the precision of Desert Storm back in the 90s scared the crap out of all of our adversaries, including China. The Chinese knew at the time they could not defeat uh, a, the United States in a conventional war. They'd have to catch up militarily. So they used globalization as a tool to fight the United States. The authors called it in this book, Non-Military War, and they list on page 55 several ways of fighting this war. Psychological warfare, smuggling warfare, economic, media warfare, drug warfare, network warfare, and espionage warfare, technological uh, warfare, creating monopolies. Uh, resources warfare, plundering the world's resources, cultural warfare, international law warfare. Now, these are some of the ways China assessed we were vulnerable. They said these have, quote, the same and even greater destructive force than military warfare. That was page 117. What they're describing is a quiet war fought by unconventional methods and it has been going on now for decades and now that you're seeing everything that you're seeing you might be able to place and read this book and see oh my gosh all of this is being followed to the letter one of the biggest reasons we have failed to counter china is that we've either misinterpreted what their true intent is it was wishful thinking or more likely our officials sold out they sold us into this so why is why is china committing intellectual property rights theft they're shady you know but they're just trying to transition to a better economy uh-huh why is china scooping up so many resources and gaining monopoly on dang near everything why is china targeting us with espionage and cyber attacks well this book from 1999 that nobody has read explains all of it and the actual intent is to use all of these things together with in their own words have quote the same and even greater destructive force than military warfare end quote they've been fighting a war and we have either been oblivious incompetent or we have been traitors to our nation. So let me go through some of these things because you're going to find them shockingly familiar. Psychological, media, and cultural warfare. China's stranglehold on Hollywood gives a whole new meaning to the words red carpet. There is probably a movie, uh, probably not a movie that is out that Hollywood hasn't tweaked after bowing to their Chinese masters. 
Iron Man 3, World War Z, Bohemian Rhapsody, Star Trek, Alien, Skyfall, Doctor Strange. Uh, Even the Tom Cruise movie about America. Yeah. Wait a minute. Top Gun was edited? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, they made him change the back of his jacket. They were all changed. All movies are being changed to appease China. And China's psychological warfare doesn't end in Hollywood. The media was another big target. The BBC takes money from Huawei. Why is that bad? Well, it was sanctioned by the United States. It's a Chinese state-run media group that can actually gather intel everyone. In fact, a a, a media-run organization, Chinese state media, uh, paid over $1.6 million to American news outlets in a massive advertising campaign. Time Magazine, Los Angeles Times, Foreign Policy Magazine, Financial Times, Boston Globe, several other, all involved in various ways. These are just a couple of the examples of the psychological warfare. Their target is you. America and the Western culture as a whole. So the next time you hear somebody in Hollywood or the media give some lame excuse for partnering with China, read them this quote from page 55 in Unrestricted Warfare. Manipulating what people see and hear in order to lead public opinion along, end quote. Then they have smuggling drugs, economic international law. Fentanyl, I don't know if you know this, is now the leading cause of death in Americans aged 18 to 45. More Americans are dying from fentanyl than suicide, car accidents, COVID, and cancer. 99 of the precursor drugs for fentanyl, 99% come from China. It comes both through the mail and smuggled across the southern border. A lot of people have commented that China is just doing this to make a buck any way they can. But let me read this excerpt from Unrestricted Warfare on drug warfare. The description says the purpose is, and I'm quoting, spread disaster in other countries. The war on drugs has a whole different meaning now, doesn't it? They also use international trade laws to keep operate the operation active. They are using our border and our administration, which has received bribes in his family from China and the Chinese Communist Party. He's not doing anything about this. And yet it's the number one killer. And 99% of the ingredients come from China. Tech monopolies and cyber. China's cyber onslaught been absolutely insane. I'm not talking about ransomware attacks or things like that. When they decide to send a cyber attack, they go for the jugular. In 2004, a single Chinese cyber espionage ring hacked U.S. military labs, NASA, and the World Bank. Did you know that? 2006, they hacked the U.S. State Department. They hacked the Commerce Department, the Naval War College, U.S. Senators, Commerce Secretary, even Lockheed Martin's F-35 program. How much worse will this get if a large portion of the world adopts Chinese 5G technology? And that's what they have in mind 
when the authors of Unrestricted Warfare wrote about the creation of technological monopolies. The entire world is playing into their hands. Espionage. A few months ago, the nonprofit human rights group Safeguard Defenders released a report. It exposed 110 Chinese police stations all over the world. 110 Chinese police stations all over the world. Four of them we found in the United States. Chinese agents operate out of these stations to to spy on dissidents and then threaten their families if they didn't return to China. Who knows what else they're up to? How does this happen in our own country and nobody's talking about it? Well, because so many people have been bribed in Washington. The media doesn't care. And anything to degrow and destroy the West. Chinese spies and programs linked to Diane Feinstein or Feinstein, Eric Swalwell, uh, Judy Chu. These are the ones that have been caught. Let's not forget the Biden family. Overall, there's been 160 instances of Chinese espionage since the year 2000. These are the ones that our government has acknowledged in the news. 89 of these incidents occurred after President Xi came to power. This is only going to get worse. Resources. The authors of Unrestricted Warfare listed research, uh, sorry, resource warfare as one of their top strategies. They described it as, quote, grabbing riches by plundering stores of resources, end quote. This is why they're buying up everything in Africa and everything beyond. They now have the largest reserves of rare earth elements than anyone else on the planet. The same ingredients needed for the green revolution and build back better are all in China. On page seven, China produces 63% of all of these materials. We produce 12%. How are we going to go green without becoming slaves to China? Nothing is as it seems. And I, for one, think we should pay more attention to the biological warfare lab that we happen to find in Fresno, California. American people need to be on the lookout of what's happening in your own communities. Back in a minute. Sponsor this half hour is Rough Greens. It's hard to know what to feed your dog. I mean, if you walk down the dog food aisle in a store, you're met with 100 different types of dog food. You know, most of them are just variations uh, of the same kind of thing. Uh, the majority of dog food is, of course, kibble food, and that's dead food. It's had all the healthy stuff cooked right out of it. So it can have, you know, a shelf life of at least two years. That's what the government demands. Well, Rough Greens isn't a dog food. It's a supplement developed by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black. So you take these vitamins, minerals, probiotics, everything else that is in Rough Greens, and you sprinkle it on your dog's food. Now, most dogs love it and go crazy for it. The folks at Rough Greens are so confident that your dog is going to love it that they have a special deal for you. You just go to roughgreens.com slash Beck, or you can call 833-GLEN-33, and they're going to give you your first trial bag for free. It's free. All you pay for is shipping. You get that trial bag, you try it. If your dog loves it, just keep bringing the rough greens in. You'll see a big difference in your dog over time. At least I have. 833-GLEN-33. 833-GLEN-N-33. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. 
This is the Glenn Beck Program. So the debate is coming up, the first debate, August 23rd. And I believe, Stu, count this for me to see if it's, uh, if it's accurate. Six candidates have qualified so far. I think that's right. Uh, so you got Trump, uh, DeSantis, Haley, Ramaswamy, Christie, mm. and Scott. Oof. So there's a six. Now, there are some sources that are reporting that Doug Burgum has also qualified. He's the North Dakota governor. Um, Whew, now the, good. yeah, uh, now he did do the, he was the one that did the thing where you were like, Hey, if you donate $1 to me, I'll send you a $20 gift card. So a lot of people did that, which is a kind of a, I mean, the 20 to one return on investments, not bad. I suppose, uh, that got him above the 40,000 donor list. I don't know if he's qualified. Some places are saying he's not qualified as far as the polls go. Uh, he's you know obviously not showing up very high in a lot Doug of these Burgum? Yeah. He's on fire. He's like on the top of everybody's list. Well, Burgum meant Everybody's talking about Doug Burgum. Burgum mania is real. We know that. But uh, it's, yeah. so far, we're not sure if it's completely caught on with the Republican electorate. Um, so, <laughs> sure, sure. So he may or may not be there. The, the, the name missing, obviously, Mike Pence uh, has not. They don't believe qualified not happen. Uh, on the donor side of it yet. Pence is not going to make it either. What's that? Ace is not going to make. Ace is not going to make it either. I mean, these guys, these guys at the uh, the summit that the Blaze had the wall to wall coverage on with uh, Tucker Carlson. Um, I, I think that kind of ended their political aspirations. I don't think they're returning from that. It's going to be hard. I don't think Asa was returning. I don't think he was getting there with or without that event. Frankly, <laughs> it didn't help him. <laughs> the Glenn Beck Program. You know, I don't know. I, I've been singing it, but not because of the lyrics. But it's just such a great song. Kill the boar, kill the white farmer. Uh, you know, it's very popular right now. They're singing it in stadiums in uh, South Africa, and everybody's freaking out. Oh, they're singing about killing the white man and the white farmer. Uh, it's just such a catchy tune. I don't know how you don't sing it, quite honestly. But those who are all freaked out about it, we'll talk about it here in just a second. Also, the latest on Hunter Biden as well. First, let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It is Goldline. This week, Goldline is helping you do a piece of your own homework again with a great piece on their website and in their weekly market update email. If you're not signed up for their email list, you should sign up. It's free. Um, they've included a great piece from Market Watch called No Chance We're Having a Soft Landing. It quotes David Rosenberg. This is the former chief of North American economists in, uh, at Merrill Lynch. 
He's a guy who knows you know a little bit about what he's talking about, and he's indicating there is no way that we can land softly in the middle of the hardest tightening by the Fed since the Paul Volcker years. He says re- recessions are like an odorless gas. They sneak up on you, and next thing you know, you're dead. When actually, you don't know that you're dead. I mean, unless you see yourself leaving your body and you're like, Wow, that gas must have been helium because I'm floating. Oh, there I am on the floor. I must be dead. Anyway, uh, to help you economically, to be defensive, this week Goldline has a special offer on their historic $5 gold Liberty coins and Indian head coins. These are the ones that I buy. With every tube or box of 20 of the $5 Liberty and Indian head coins you acquire this week, you'll receive five of the one-ounce silver Goldline bars absolutely free. You don't have to have egg on your face if the market implodes and you are not protected with precious metals. Call Goldline now. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE. Or goldline.com. So, Stu, once you start singing Kill the White Farmer, can you ever get it out of your head? And yeah, it's so catchy. Now, I don't agree with Killing White Farmers. It's just the song is fantastic. It's just a great song. You know, it gets in your head. It's an earworm. Yeah. And, you know, eventually, yeah, you start being a little more open to at least hurting white farmers, but it takes a while of singing (laughs) the song over and over again to get there. Sure. Mm -hmm. So um, I guess the the South African Marxist-Leninist political party, who would have, I mean, really, honestly, who would have thought they would have lasted all 10 years? They had a big 10-year celebration. That's great. They're the economic freedom fighters. And uh, their uh, leader, Julius Malema, said, we're with President Putin, we are Putin, Putin is us, and we're not with the U.S. And then he had uh, 100,000 of his followers uh, singing, uh, shoot to kill, kill the boar, kill the farmer. And, uh, and, and here, here he is. Warn you, this it's an earworm. Just got this out of my head, too. Kill the boar, kill the farmer. Yeah, I love that. So, so it's uh, it's quite a quite a festivity down there with the uh, communist Marxist Leninists, um, who I think they are are I think there's teaching CRT I think in South Africa and a completely unrelated note. So. Uh, now, there's something else that's going on. Before we get to Hunter Biden, uh, I just thought it was I just thought it was important. Singer Bro- Brocade. Is it Brocade or Brocade? Do you know, Stu? It's the world oh, famous. It's embarrassing singer. that you don't know it, so I don't want to correct you. So you're not even going to say it. I'm not even going to okay, say it yeah. myself, no. So uh, she's, I guess, big somewhere mm. uh, in the West. Huge. Um, but uh, in November of 22... Uh, she married a Victorian soldier named Eduardo. Uh, now, you might say to yourself, what do you mean Victorian soldier? Uh, well, I mean Victorian, somebody who, uh, you know, Victorian era was a soldier. And, of course, he's long dead now. But uh, she married his ghost. And she had a ceremony and, and everything. And who are you to judge? Okay. Uh, he identifies as being dead. Uh, she indent- identifies as being alive. What? what, what? Who mm. are you to judge saying they can't get married? So 
now it's a ghost that only she can see and talk to but uh you know people have married their cat so why not so brocade uh has now claimed that her otherworldly husband has started having an affair no. with marilyn monroe's ghost oh come on and yeah I mean, Marilyn is up there. She is screwing with with married couples like crazy, crazy. You know, the human ghost couples. Uh, And she's like, look, I'm full ghost. And he's like, she's going to be someday. And uh, she's like, but I am full ghost right now. And then, you know, she has the Chanel number five on. And apparently uh, he would come home late at night smelling of Chanel number five. And then he'd make inappropriate comments uh, about the dead singer. And she didn't like it. So what do you do? Now, a lot of people would say, well, I'm going to divorce that ghost. That's what she did, right? No, of course not. She believes she's much more traditional than you think. She uh, decided that they needed to start going to see a medium for marriage counseling. Uh, but the marriage counseling medium uh, could not could not help this out. In the end, it wasn't the infidelity, uh, but it's the same thing. I mean, this happens all the time. It was the idea, the issue of children. Um, he got unbearable. This, according to Brocade, uh, quote, he got unbearably intense and started haunting me with a screaming baby after I told yeah. him I didn't want his children. You hate to hear that. Uh, it's just, you know? it's, the story is old as time. He, uh, she said, he used to punish me for wanting something different as I didn't want a conventional family. And I think we all know that. I mean, he should have known that. She, <laughs> you know, she didn't go the traditional way. Yeah, that was kind alive. of on the billboard outside uh, the theater. You should have known that this is not going to be a traditional right, relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. Uh, and she also said it's too soon after uh, their wedding. Um, she claims Eduardo started haunting her with the sounds of babies screaming in the night. Uh, she said, you know, please being married to a ghost is harder than most people think. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. and that's Amen. when she decided mm-hmm. to divorce, uh, with an exorcism. And, uh, she said it was, uh, the whole experience of divorce, harrowing and haunting. She said, I lost what, control what, of all my limbs. What about the exorcism? Part of was my that also was, harrowing? Or just the divorce? Well, I'm, I'm not sure. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm describing her her divorce. Uh, uh, lost control of all my limbs with every part of my body shaking and sweating. It also gave her a bout of Tourette's and a craving for raw lemons. Um, so, Can I just point out one little mm-hmm. thing here? Yeah. Uh, Glenn, um, sure. All Everything you just said is no mm-hmm. less sane than thinking you're the opposite gender of what you are. Well, I don't think this is insane. That's what I tweeted. That's what, just, I, I didn't say it was, it was insane. I just said like, this was no less sane. Yeah. It's the exact amount Correct. of sanity as believing you're the opposite gender. Now, we can all go to this yeah. person and say, you're right. You had this relationship with a ghost. That's one way of handling this situation. Uh-huh, what uh-huh. a terrible tragedy you had in your divorce slash exorcism. And we really hope we can help you through that because it's got to be difficult for you. That's one way of handling it. Or we could just call her nuts. That's that that would be the old school way and I know that's wrong. So let's we can all just embrace this situation. Why would we mock it? Doesn't seem like she's connected to reality, but hey, you know, is that really important? 
Well, I don't know if you uh, saw my uh, ex <laughs> yesterday on X. I, I <laughs> definitely did not. I don't not. know if you followed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you saw my tweet uh, on X. Uh, but uh, I, uh, I, I showed this, uh, this woman. She is horribly anorexic. She l- literally looks like a, uh, a walking skeleton. Mm-hmm. And she's probably in her 20s. Uh, and she horribly anorexic. She's a, some sort of, you know, social media star and, um, showed this video of her and then she's lost a lot of weight and people were like, you know, Hey, you've got to have a sandwich or whatever. You got to get help. And I thought to myself, how dare you? Mm. I mean, we've learned from Lizzo that being fat is healthy. Mm-hmm. And if we can gather around and stop the fat shaming uh, by saying it's unhealthy, who are we to, uh, to judge another person uh, and say that, you know, they just they see themselves as fat? Yeah. Well, some people see themselves as a cat and we embrace that. If she sees herself as fat and that's her reality, who are we to deny it? Right. And, and stop her and saying, hey, you're not fat. How dare you? Oh, yeah. And I think we have to go farther. We have to affirm the fact that she is fat. We should say to her, yes, you are fat. You should eat less. You shouldn't eat a sandwich. You should eat less. You're eating too much. You're overweight. What what you think of yourself is true. You're very, very fat, and you need to lose weight immediately. Uh, It's unhealthy how fat you are. All I'm doing doing is... Affirming uh, her weight. You know, size affirming care. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm That's doing. That's all we're doing. Just, I'm just affirming her size. What she sees, I'm going to celebrate. It makes you're perfect right. sense. You're fat. You're, you're fat. Mm-hmm. You're married to a ghost from the Victorian soldier. You, all, all that's true. Everything you think about yourself is true. Whether it connects with reality or not, we affirm it. That's our policy now. And uh, that's the world the left wants. And I guess this is what we're supposed to bring to them now. Yeah, I didn't know how to react to that. All these people were like, oh, my gosh, she's so skinny. She clearly has a mental disorder, you know, anorexia. She needs help. And I thought, how dare you? How dare you? Mm. How dare you? She's how a dare she's you? a whale. Why would you sing? She is a disgusting why would... whale. She is a, uh, why would... a hideous Gila monster. She needs to lose weight yes. immediately. I'd say have a salad, but that's too many calories for where you are right now. You fatto, you fatsy, fatso, fatty fat monster get off get off good for Just you stop this, showing pictures of yourself care. you fat so that's what we need to say yeah, to these people good. all anorexic yeah. people that's how we should treat right. them now apparently according yeah. to the media affirm them affirm yeah. their belief in what they are let them live the lives mm-hmm. that they want to live and, and explain to them that they are who they are glenn who are we to, to deny what they believe in their head that they are we must affirm it. I, I was really upset that people said it was a mental disorder. Mm. I mean, they're not doctors. They don't know. Are they doctors? This is, she's living her best life and her happiest life. Okay. And uh, <laughs> it's a really happy until life. you've mm-hmm. seen a fatty, fat, fatso that looks mm-hmm. like a skeleton uh, to you, to you, I will just say. I'm affirming her fatty fat fatness, but she looks like a skeleton to a lot of people. And and I say to you, how dare you? 
don't you dare uh well soon dead shame her by calling her anorexic <laughs> don't 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 you dare do that i mean not now but you know sometime in her very healthy happy way of living you know she'll probably die and those people will say oh it's because of anorexia and how dare you how dare you do that all right back in just a minute why is jordan peterson so controversial to some people i don't know because he speaks the truth how about that one is that is that possible um he promotes personal responsibility and personal responsibility is what we are missing in life gratitude and personal responsibility well the writers of the tuttle twins books believe it should be taught to our children as well and i want you to pick up this this week for free the uh, book the tuttle twins and the 12 rules boot camp this is based on jordan peterson's uh, book all you have to pay for is shipping. That's it. Your kids and your grandkids can begin absorbing the same values, the same uh, emphasis on personal responsibility that you've absorbed from listening to Jordan's work over the past several years. Unfortunately, we live in a society where victimhood rules the day. It's time to change that, starting with our kids and grandkids. Unfortunately, you're the only one that is going to do this in their life. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get the book now. It's free for the next couple of days until the extra copies run out. Then you just pay for shipping. Go there now. Get the Tuttle Twins and the 12 Rules Boot Camp while supplies last. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Uh, where the hell my phone? Where the hell my phone? Where the hell my, where the hell yeah. my phone? Huh? How I'm supposed to get home? Uh, where the hell my phone? Where the hell my phone? Where the hell my, where the hell my yeah. phone, huh? How I'm supposed to get home? Okay, 2.15, the lights come out. I mean, she's just so sexy. All 400 pounds of her just jiggling there up on stage in what could be pants to you and me uh, look like dental floss on her, and I think it's wonderful. Yes. I think it's wonderful. Yes. Uh, you know. Celebrate fatness. Or... Or celebrate, you know, what some used to call anorexia, uh, because that's just as special. We need just to affirm Lizzo's belief that she's healthy. She believes she's yes. healthy. And that way we should yes. affirm her belief that she is healthy. That's the only way to handle this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, please I'll help be her. surprised if either one of them don't die of a heart attack. I'd be surprised. Uh, and I could say the same thing about me. Yeah. Be surprised if it's not a heart attack. In we, the we, we, see, Just this saying. is the difference, though, is we know we're unhealthy. See, that that's the difference. We understand it. We look at reality and we say, good God, look at them. And that's how we live. We understand the truth. Uh, the society no longer represents the truth. It no longer represents reality. And I feel like maybe we should push back against that a little bit. Uh, it's very, well, very sad. Uh, by the way, Andy Biggs is going to go on uh, with us in just a few minutes. He's going to give the key takeaways from the Devin Archer testimony. He was there yesterday. Uh, so we'll see what his take is on the testimony that happened yesterday. By the way, uh, Michigan high school shooter Ethan Crumbly said he was going to, quote, have so much fun gunning down his classmates the night before he killed four students and injured seven others. Um, he recorded a manifesto and relatives of Crumbly's victims who attended the sentencing hearing heard the audio of the killer, 
declaring that he would be the next school shooter and needed to teach them a lesson. He pleaded guilty to the massacre, made the remarks in a manifesto he recorded the night before. Uh, He said, my name is Ethan Crumbly, age 15, and I'm going to be the next school shooter. Um, I thought a lot about it, and I can't stop thinking about it, but it's constantly in my head. I will walk behind somebody, and I'll shoot a bullet in their skull. I'm going to open fire on everyone in the hallway and try to hit as many people as I can. I'll reload, and I'll find the people who are hiding. He said the demon in him would take over. He said, I've worn my mask for too long. I can't take it. There are no voices in my head. The voices now are me. That's what people call demons. There are no demons. I am the demon. So uh, clearly uh, unwell and quite possibly, most likely um, uh, possessed. I want all of America to see the darkness in me. Uh, I want my parents to bawl their eyes out. This is just incredibly, incredibly uh, sad. Now, the defense said that they can, you know, uh, rehabilitate him. Uh, they pointed to the calls in his own journal saying, if, if somebody would just stop me, if all one of my teachers has to do is send me to the office and I will tell them about the bird head because he was killing birds uh and i can get help one call and that could save a lot of uh lives the evil has fully taken over in me and i used to like it but now i don't want to be evil i don't want my my parents don't listen to me so i can't get any help i feel like i'm in a tiny loop of sadness uh well what's really unfortunate the morning of the shooting the boy and his parents met with a social with a school social worker after a teacher found some of his horrific journal entries. He was allowed to stay and no one checked his bag for any weapons. So somebody did try to stop him and uh, it was too late. Boy, there's there is real evil that is is happening real evil. And uh, it's the only way I think you can explain any of this stuff. Now, with that being said, we have to be very, very, very careful. Because if you know history, you know now is the time that people take uh, and call for the same thing that the left is calling for, just with a religious label on it. And they call for a very powerful, uh, uh, unrestrained king or, or uh, dictator or administrator. It is exactly what we have now. But uh, people who believe in God will be duped into believing that's what it's going to take. I am for the restoration of the Bill of Rights and uh, the, the Constitution as written. I believe that was divinely inspired. And the way to fix all of this is to reset the country back to its factory settings. You don't need an unrestrained dictator or a vicar of Christ to do it. 
Our sponsor this half hour, by the way, Andy Biggs is coming up next to talk about what happened in the hearing yesterday. I want to tell you about another hero and his family, police officer Jeffrey Carson and his family from Franklin, Tennessee. Officer Carson was a successful career country music singer, but he left all of it behind to serve his community. He was on the Franklin Police Department for 14 years, and then he had a fatal heart attack in the line of duty last year, mere weeks after his death. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation met with his wife and his son to let them know they'll be taking care of the mortgage. It's one less thing that they have to worry about now. This is what Tunnel to Towers does. They have helped over a thousand military and first responder families during the most difficult part of their lives. And it's because of people just like you. The foundation has helped hundreds of first responder families across America by removing the burden of a mortgage. Thanks to their supporters like you. Join them on their mission. It takes $11 a month. Please consider a donation of $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T, the number 2T.org. T2T.org. Do your own homework. You will find these guys worthy of your time and money. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Also worth your time and money. Use the promo code Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. Andy Biggs is the Republican for Arizona, and he was there yesterday for the closed door Devin Archer testimony. Wanted to get his uh, reaction to it and the key takeaways from that testimony. Uh, Congressman Andy Biggs joins us now. Andy, how are you, sir? I'm great, Glenn. It's uh, great to be with you. Thank you. So what did you what did you hear? Because there's. Uh, there's two takes on it. The New York Times said there's nothing new here. We knew that he was talking to many of uh, Hunter's investors, but they only talked about the weather. And the other side is saying, no, no, we, we have some real, uh, real evidence here. What happened? Well, I will tell you some of the some of the more important things that kind of tell you what the relationship was is that. Um, Devin admitted that, uh, you know, first of all, the, the, the vernacular, the guy, my guy, we have to find out what my guy's doing, um, all, the big guy, all that. That's accurate. That's Joe Biden. But, but, but Devin described it this way. He said kind of the, he didn't use the term competitive advantage, but he said that their advantage was the Biden brand. They were selling the Biden brand. And the Biden brand, uh, as we questioned him and got him to, to disclose, this was really Joe Biden. So they were selling Joe Biden. They were selling access. And in, in, the, in one, the case I'm going to mention right now is the Burisma case, which is the Ukrainian oil and gas company. So with Burisma, uh, they, Burisma was in trouble. They wanted to expand in the U.S. and Europe, et cetera, but they were having trouble because they were being investigated. Uh, by by uh, Shokin and and Devin Archer said he didn't really know much about that. But one thing he did say, he said two things: Burisma would have gone out of business much sooner if the Biden brand, which is Joe Biden, had not been involved. Okay, that's that's pretty interesting. Uh, second thing mm-hmm. he said is he said with regard to uh, Joe Biden and his involvement. With Burisma, for instance, he said people would be intimidated 
to league to not legally mess with Burisma because of Joe Biden. Now, I, I know that he, he later said that uh, the Democrats used the Democrats suggested the term and then and then he adopted it that they were selling the illusion of access, but but that's not what the clients thought, and nor was it what necessarily what Biden thought. So okay, so so the, so, so Andy, if I mean the first place. If he didn't know, if Joe Biden didn't know, then uh, Hunter Biden is then guilty in their country of fraud. Um, And if my son, if I found out my son was trading on my name and doing it without declaring that he was a, a foreign agent, which you have to register as a foreign agent, he didn't, uh, I would be very upset as a dad. And especially if I'd protected him. So if he didn't know, um, then there's all kinds of questions that have to go. But did did not the White House, uh, I mean, the New York Times said, we've all known he spoke to his uh, business partners, Joe Biden did, several times. We've known that for years. So Joe Biden is lying. But... Now they're making it out to like not a big deal lie. Then why was the lie there in the first place? Yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, they, they're, they're they're trying to excuse him now. They, they're they're saying, well, uh, Joe Biden was just glad handing, right? Did Joe Joe Biden? Everybody acknowledges now he lied. He lied in the debate with Donald Trump. Okay, so he he's a we've all known he's an inveterate liar. He's uh, almost pathologically lied. He doesn't have to lie, but he'll lie anyway. But the other thing, too, is who were the people that he was calling to? Where was he going for meetings? So he, they, goes to, uh, they go to the, uh, that Milano restaurant in D.C. a couple of times. And, and what is connected with any of this? Well, uh, you've got the wife of the former mayor of Moscow, the richest per- person in Russia, considered an oligarch. Um, they, they, they spend literally uh, a ton of money. And a uh, number I heard yesterday was 188 million i don't know if that's accurate but they but somehow three and a half million dollars finds it in the separate account for hunter and devin archer right so that's that's bizarre in and of itself and it, and it coincides with joe biden going and sitting down and having dinner uh with hunter biden and devin archer and uh, this uh, this mysterious wife of the the former mayor of moscow who's really loaded and so you've got that. Then you've got another dinner that... It, that but wait, 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 wait. I think there's an important thing to point out here. That coincided with her and her husband being removed from the, you know, do not enter list, whatever that's called. Uh, she was not allowed to come into the United States. That was mysteriously lifted. Um, and really, it would take somebody, and then nobody knows how that was lifted or why that was listed. It, it would take somebody like Joe Biden, a vice president, to lift that. Um, so each of these meetings, we have something that they wanted being granted, but we just kind of leave that off to the side. Same with Burisma. They wanted right. uh, Shokin removed. They sold the illusion. Yet a week later, Joe Biden goes and does exactly what saved Burisma. Coincidence on both of those? 
Yeah, no, these those aren't coincidences, and you're right. They, she was uh, 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 removed from the oligarch list. The that so you can't get a visa to come to the U.S. Those types of things. Um, so she's were taken off that list. But when Burisma, here's what's really interesting about Burisma. Um, they 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 have a dinner in Dubai. Um, Devin Archer, uh, Hunter Biden, and a couple, you know, the CEO and the secretary for that corporation. Well, they say, the Burisma guy says, look, we're getting really a lot of pressure right now. We need some help from D.C. We need to get some help from D.C. So they excuse themselves, and Hunter Biden goes, they make a phone call. Now, Devin initially testified yesterday that it was to Joe Biden, but then uh, after uh, a kind of an admonition from his lawyer, he says, well, no, it was to D.C. I don't know who it was to. But, but what's interesting about it is, as you say, five days later, uh, Biden is over there uh, and he is holding uh, the Ukrainian government hostage. You're not going to he's going to extort the, the removal of Viktor Shokin, who is um, investigating Burisma, even though that's the other thing you always heard is that that Shokin uh, Biden wanted him because it's an anti-corruption thing. He wanted to get rid of Shokin because Shokin wasn't investigating investigating Burisma. That's not true. Shokin was investigating Burisma. Um, and so that's that's what happened there. Uh, and, and Joe Biden held a billion dollars U.S. taxpayer money hostage, in my opinion, without any authority to do that. And so uh, and Shokin gets fired. The investigation is dropped. Coincidentally. So, um, Andy, so what happens from here? Because I think this is a massive distraction that works um, in the favor of the the left being able to do all kinds of things while we're looking at this hand. What is it going to take before the House decides uh, impeachment? Well, I, I think we need to open up an impeachment inquiry as, as immediately. Now, an, an inquiry, what that does, is it gives us more teeth in our subpoenas, more, more broad authority. It actually has due process, something you didn't see um, in the Democrats' rush to those two impeachments. You'd actually have an inquiry where the president's lawyers could be there and be present. We would be able to bring in people, because believe it or not, there are people here, you're probably going to believe this, who have been uh, charged and sentenced, who were Hunter Biden's business partners. Uh, there's at least, I think the number is seven or eight business, former business partners who have been uh, charged and convicted of, of crimes. We'd be able to bring them in, even if they're in custody, we'd have access to them so we could get their testimony. Uh, uh, and some of them have actually filed uh, court proceed, uh, pleadings in court that I've read that specifically talk about they were selling access to Joe Biden. Um, and those are the types of, when Joe Biden was vice president, uh, but even if, if not vice president, he, he was senator before that. So they were selling that kind of access and influence, and then certainly the Burisma case, protection. Um, and we, we didn't even touch on China. We didn't touch, uh, uh, even though uh, Devin uh, said this, and it was beyond the scope, of the, the the deposition yesterday, he mentioned uh, a meeting that they had dinner that they had with this very murky guy, Jonathan Lee, in China, 
and and uh, mm-hmm. Hunter Biden brought in brought in uh, uh, Joe Biden's by uh, uh, a conference call for that. So and Jonathan Lee is totally sketcho, and so all of this, where we go is we keep expanding. We follow the evidence. I think we need to go to the inquiry because it it opens it up. It gives us more teeth, more power. Uh, and you're right. Uh, it, the left continues to try to distract. Um, the next distraction is going to be uh, uh, these uh, these new indictments uh, against Donald Trump. So that's that. It's just constantly every time that there is something that should be breaking on the Bidens, it gets covered up by the media or the uh, uh, the police apparatus of the United States federal government. Well, Andy, I appreciate your willingness to come on and to speak to us and also uh, your willingness to serve at this time. If you are going against the deep state in this power, I mean, Devin Archer, uh, at least through intermediaries, had, uh, had spoken out about how he had received death threats and how uh, worried he, he was for his own protection. I mean, you're dealing with uh, a mob the size and scope of the U.S. government. That, that's correct, Glenn. And uh, Devin Archer did mention that uh, that he had been threatened and received threats. And and uh, to the extent that I think he's still kind of on quasi on Team Biden, you know, I think it's because he's got to hedge his bets. He's got a family. He's going to be uh, locked up in a sure. prison. And uh, I, I mean, there's a lot of leverage that the Biden team still has. Not to mention the the absurd the absurd notion that De- Devin Archer and uh, uh, Jason Galanis were both partners of Hunter Biden. Those two guys were charged and convicted and going and once been in prison. Devin's going to prison. Hunter Biden never charged. That does that not tell you? Does that not tell you that dis- the 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 protection given to the Biden family by this apparatus? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Andy, thank you so much. Uh, Representative Andy Biggs from uh, Arizona. Thanks for everything. We'll talk to you again, my friend. Uh, Let me tell you about real estate agents I trust. There are real estate agents out there, and some of them treat it like a hobby. The kind who are also out there are the kind that bust their butts because they actually care. When you are selling your home, you want the second type, right? I mean, it's pretty, it's a no brainer. Years ago, I got frustrated with all the hassle of dealing with real estate agents, and I decided not only do I not want to deal with all of this, I don't want you have to, uh, to have to either. So I started Real Estate Agents I Trust. My company is making a difference in the way America buys and sells houses because the agents we work, for, work with do care. They do care. We know. They know the best practices. They're upstanding members of their communities. And if you're buying or selling a house, you're going to want to work with one of them. I don't ask you to trust me ever on anything. I, we have vetted these people six ways to Sunday. I want you to see the difference for yourself. You just contact realestateagentsitrust.com. Tell us where you're buying or selling. It can be across the street or across the country. And we'll have a real estate agent, hopefully, that will be in your area that uh, will be the right person for you. But you interview them yourself. Realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
There's a new Times-Siena College poll out, Glenn, on the election. It shows Trump with a big lead in the Republican primary um, over DeSantis, mm. who's at 17%, and then everybody else at 3% or less. So really, you know, the two-person mm. race sort of pointing out, you know, as a... I mean, in the race isn't that close between Trump and DeSantis, but they knew the first debate is in about three weeks, so it's really going to kick into gear. Then they have a, um, a general election poll, uh, Trump versus Biden, where I think it's, they have it tied at 43 with uh, a bunch of people undecided, uh, which is, you know, certainly not what the media would tell you is going on. Um, uh, although this particular media source did tell us that that was going on. It's important to note. Um, and then uh, they also have the Rep- the Democratic primary, which, of course, is not particularly interesting. But one thing that does I, it's 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 officially stuck in my craw, Glenn. This is this has become stuck in my craw. And this has nothing to okay. do. Forget whatever RFK Jr.'s positions are. We will throw them all out here. You may love his position on vaccines. You may hate his position on global warming. Throw them all out here for a second. Can we stop acting like this guy is a phenomenon? He, Yes, he had a poll where he was at 20%, okay? That was in May. He has not built off of this at all. He has not ha- approached 20% again in any of these polls. He has not hit 20. And the latest poll has him at 13%. It also has Marianne Williamson at 10%. He is outperforming Marianne <laughs> Williamson by 3%. This is not a phenomenon. This man does she's not need to be constantly covered with everything that he says. No, I, you may like his opinions. You may force. not like them. Whatever you think, it doesn't <laughs> matter. I'm just saying, like, this guy has not caught fire. He has not built off All of right. the audience that he started with. In fact, he seems to have lost a significant percentage of it. And, like, I just can't take it. I, I just... And it goes back many years with him. You had a big argument with him on CNN headline news a million years ago after You're he threatened You're more upset your, about it than I am. I, I am. He basically yeah, threatened you and Rush Limbaugh's I life. So, I, yes, I was, I, was, I was a little upset about it. Well, uh, sorry about that. But still, I just let's get a, the forget he's not a big, this is not a big deal. He is, he is barely beating Marianne freaking Williamson. Does the election matter? Tomorrow, election denial. Refuse the black pill. Deny a deep state win in 2024. Tomorrow, we'll tell you exactly what the left is doing, what the right is not doing, and how dangerous pessimism is.